Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. I am your fearless host, Mr. Scott Howell of iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Before we get started on today's podcast, please let me welcome a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He's a fantastic insurance agent, and guys, he's even a better person. Please welcome my friend and great American, Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you doing today? Man, I am doing fantastic. I'm in Mobile, Alabama at 9 a.m. in the morning on Thursday, recording episode number 25. Bradley, as I've said before, we are not going to stop till we get to 5,000. I agree. Headstrong, as you like to say. Headstrong. And I will add something, Scott. In regards to today's guest, we've done a lot of podcasts with a lot of awesome individuals, most whom we did not know were that awesome until after the fact. Truth. I have never been more excited to do a podcast than I am today. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten Bradley Flowers fired up, so so you know this is going to be good. I may have to retweet that later on. Guys, before we get started and before I introduce our guest that I am super duper ultra fired up to have on the show today, let's talk a little bit about our mission here. Our mission on this podcast is to help you agents in any way we can in your business, running your agency. If you're a producer, an agent, a principal agent, an independent agent, a state farm agent, an all state agent, if you need help in accounting, technology, Alexa, you name it, we're going to talk about it on this podcast. Our mission is to help you any way that we can, and the only thing that we ask you to do is follow us and tell your insurance friends about us. Now, with that said, let me get to who we're going to have on this show today that, that Bradley and I are so fired up about. Guys, he is from Ontario, Canada. He is exactly from Metropolitan Clinton. He is an agency owner. He has the Customer Service Experience 3.0 People times process times technology times brand times solution equals customer experience 3.0. And I am so excited to have him on, on the show because he is an agency owner and somebody that I consider, Bradley, a thought leader in the insurance world today. And, Very well. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what else I love about him is he's real. He's going to keep it real for us on the show today. I have so much I want to talk to him about. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome the incomparable Mr. Jeff Roy. How are you, Jeff? Good, fantastic, guys. Uh, thanks so much for having me on your quarter century show. Oh, that's it's pretty awesome. Five episodes is like uh, you know that's like ten years in TV time. Right? Oh my so, gosh, right? I I cannot wait to get to five thousand. I'm looking forward to it, and I I love having guys like you on this show, Jeff, because I spent about two hours last night, uh, right before dinner. I spent two hours listening, re- reviewing your website. I, I absolutely love what you're doing in the industry, and I love a lot of what you've said. And 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 I want to sit 
sit and talk a little bit about all that today. But before we get started, let's back up just a little bit. Tell Bradley and I how you ended up getting into the insurance business. When did this all start? Uh, well, it started kind of as an accident back when I was in high school. My dad needed some help in the summer before I went off to university. And he said, would you like to help me out for a couple months? Uh, you know, he, we did crop insurance and regular insurance back then. And uh, he needed some help because we had about 600 farm clients that he had to call on four or five times a mm. year. And he just couldn't keep up. So I jumped in uh, not with no license uh, right out of high school two months before I went off to university. And he basically you know, had me working in the business for two months, going out and see clients. Uh, I got my license at the end of the summer, went and wrote my exam. And also, you know, he also said, hey, if anything happens to me health-wise, you can be my plan B and my backup plan. So that's why I got into it. I had no desire to get into insurance. And uh, to be quite frank, I really didn't like insurance. thought it was dull, boring, you know, guys wearing plaid suits. And this wasn't really my thing. Thing, but the one thing that didn't interest me was he had a computer in a box sitting there in the office that hadn't been open. So I helped crack the box and started automating the office uh, in the summers when I worked for him. So what turned out as a hobby ended up turning into a career after you know three or four years after that. That's kind of serendipitous, isn't it, Jeff? It is. It is. You're the so, guy that cracked the box open for the computer, and now you're the <laughs> on the bleeding end of the technology sword. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I just always had this affinity for insurance and tech, and I just I just thought that technology could do a lot of great things, and it would keep evolving mm-hmm. and uh, I just saw all the uses for technology and insurance but when I got into it the you know a lot of the things didn't work very well they're clunky but they were a lot faster than you know I, I started using a typewriter typing liability slips and uh, we had a typewriter that could put a memory cartridge in that I could type it once and I could, and I could play it back and it would play it would type four times in a row and that was like wow back then and mm-hmm. I look back and I laugh at that it's like having an eight track exactly <laughs> just long, right not very efficient but that was actually efficient so I've seen things get more efficient and better and scaled over my 29 years in the industry. I'm actually just celebrated my 29th year as an, an agent or a broker. Uh, and again, uh, the first five of them, I was in university getting a business degree. But uh, after that, I, I got a full, full time into the business. So I've seen a lot of change over those years. And I think we're finally getting to the point where things are getting cool and we can actually do what we, you know, what everybody set out to do over the last 29 years. Absolutely. So. That is a beautiful segue. I'm going to start with the end in mind, and what I mean by that is I have a thousand things I want to talk to you about, and I want to pick your brain on, but before we even get into that, I'm going to get into the the main course of why I wanted to have you on the show. So let's talk a little bit about technology, okay, because I know that's a that's that's near and dear to your heart, first of all. But more specifically, again, we're we're trying to help insurance agents here and give them value with each episode. So when they finish listening to this show, they go, holy shit, why have I not been listening to this show my entire life? So I want to talk a little bit about Alexa, Alexa skills for just a minute. And I know that's something that you've been working on. Let's just kind of jump into that because I'm going to guess that probably 90% of insurance agents out there don't even know what in the hell I'm talking about right now. So let's talk a little bit about Alexa skills and kind of what you've been doing with that. Just kind of back up the boat a bit. Uh, last year I was uh, at a conference, and it's funny, I've, I've been through IAOA, uh, Nicholas Ayers, and Dave Jackson, I, I did a presentation down in Orlando uh, for 30 minutes uh, just sharing what Excalibur has been doing to recreate the client experience, mm-hmm. not knowing if my, the Canadian thing was relevant. I'll be quite honest, I thought I was way behind, and Excalibur had so much work to do, which I still believe that, but mm-hmm. when I presented, a lot of people were, were amazed at what we were doing. They thought it was pretty cool. I always say the art of the possible. Mm-hmm. You know, People need to see people actually doing stuff, so when I was there, I said the future is going to be audio, and people are going to start, you know, 
Google search is going to go down to 70% of the search and 30% of it will be done by audio. Like, and when I say audio, I mean speaking into a device. That'll be the future. So I had no idea how the hell I was going to ever do it, but I kind of put it out there. I've got to figure out audio search. Well, in the meantime, I've been working with Joseph DeSouza from Pro Navigator on my chatbot, and we actually started it from scratch about two years ago, building our chatbot. If you looked on our website, we call it AIDEN, which stands for Artificial Intelligent Digital Excalibur Navigator. Now, who's going to remember that? Nobody, but AIDEN was a name we gave to her, and we actually branded her and made her part of her team. If you go into our staff director, you'll see AIDEN as our first person because her name's actually the first in the list, but we branded her in there. So we were able to take the chatbot information and then through Joseph and working with a couple insurance companies, take that knowledge base and map it over to audio, which I think is friggin' cool. I, I thought that was awesome. And uh, just to give you a little backup, we did it first on Google Home with a company called Aviva. We were able to do it in Pro Navigator and ourselves. We were able to get that to work. And then now we just in the last five weeks have got Alexa to work. So you can actually speak to Alexa and get an auto quote, a home quote. And there's about 100, I think there's 125 questions you can ask her and she will actually respond at this point. So we actually just had our first live working demo last week. And uh, we basically did another a live demo at Elevate in Cleveland this this past week to 650 agents. And when you do a live demo, guys, i got to say it's nerve-wracking because it can go wrong. And uh, I'm we, sure you've seen the videos it. of Steve Jobs where the stuff doesn't work and he just freaks out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the one more thing, right? Just one more thing. But uh, the good thing is I didn't have the full Steve Jobs. And to be honest, I had a backup video because I was going to blame the Wi-Fi, 650 right. people accessing Wi-Fi. So I had, a, I had a plan B, right? In insurance, you always need a plan B. So so we're able to get it to work. So what was cool is when you the demo we did, and uh, I sent you guys a copy of it so you can watch it, is the devices for Alexa down in the U.S. actually have a little screen, and you can actually watch, and there's graphically interact with the voice, which we don't even have that up in Canada, but uh, Joseph was able to get a copy of it, and we actually get demo it so you could actually see Alexa, or basically Aiden through the Alexa skills doing it. So uh, just to kind of back it up a little bit, we were able to, uh, there's a thing called a natural language processor, which Joseph has built. I don't want to geek out too much here, but in layman's terms, he's built this processing thing that all the questions and stuff can go into. And then when and when people ask a question, whether it's typing or whether it's through voice, it's smart enough to start recognizing over over and you're using machine learning what the question should be, and then start you can start figuring out the responses you want to give. And the cool part is agents can customize the responses or use a pooled set with the chatbot. So I think it's kind of cool. Uh, we had we did have to hook it up to the applied systems rating engine and that's how we get it to work uh, in Canada we have a thing called Fortis rating engine that you can connect with applied systems and build out your rates so Joseph was able to do that and that's how we actually built the rates in so when you look at our demo five questions you can get a price on your insurance once the price is done, you can just say, hey, here's my phone number. You, we try and capture your email, and then one of our salespeople call them, call the person back immediately or as quick as possible with our sales campaign. And we still finish it off the traditional way because in Canada, unfortunately, we don't have APIs, and our companies aren't where I need them to be to be able to quote bind an issue without human interaction. Mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be comfortable doing that, but I would always have an agent jump on the phone with people to make sure they didn't screw up, right? So, so that kind of gives you a background. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, so it actually gives the rate. Yeah, it's, it's not. Rate. It's, it's not, not just a lead collection source. It actually gives them a price. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, when I speak down in the U.S., uh, I actually the Oscar, but I did I actually did a wrap. 
Uh, I want a quote right now from Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock to get my point across. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of clients go, I want a form right now. Right. You know, right. The, bottom line is, the bottom line is, if you go to Amazon and you fill the form out, guys, and you had to wait for Amazon to get back to you and say, your book will be $28, you'd be gone. And mm, right. uh, in, our, in the new world, people compare you not to other insurance agents, but the best experience they have in any, any industry. So mm. when you start looking at yourself being the experience business and comparing your agency to any other business, you start thinking completely different. So that's why, you know, I need agents. And that's one of the things I speak on is get people motivated to start thinking like that. Right. And and I know, Jeff, I wanted to ask this question a second ago. I know that Elevate is a more advanced conference in terms of, I think, the knowledge of the technology. I think my buddy Ryan Hanley does a phenomenal job putting that together. But what was the reception for that? What what did you get any negative Nancy, so to speak? You're not quite as advanced generation, or was the response, "Oh my God, this is going to put me out of business," or was it, "This is phenomenal"? I think I thought it was epic. I thought it was phenomenal. And again, anybody that was negative didn't come up to me and say this is never going to work. But right. I know that I guarantee there'll be people in the audience that felt that way. And I don't look at you know artificial intelligence and this is negative. I look at it as giving the consumer choice because if I don't offer it, somebody else will, and I'll lose that client. And I don't. It's not for me to say, hey guys, I want to I want to walk into your office and you're downtown. I want to uh, send a fax to you. I want to jump on the phone with you. I right. want to jump in messenger. You know, it's it's a matter of a given choice. So and a lot of people are concerned concerned about, you know, offering their client self-service, I don't have a problem with self-service at all. And the client wants to do something at 11 o'clock, why not enable them? And, and why then, not you, know, you that can is, do it, right? I mean, why, why not me? Why not now, right? Like, why let an insure tech jump in and eat my lunch and take my job and do that when my own industry should do it first and we get the insurance and we have, we have the best value proposition in the world because we actually have choice. We're not a one-hit wonder. So right. if we can actually get our tech game together and offer that, we should do it. I know agents are worried about, that's what I do. I print a liability slip. Well, newsflash, nobody gives a crap how well you print a liability slip. You just need to get up to them in different ways and execute quickly regardless of how you do it. They do care about having that human-to-human relationship, though. At the end of the day, if somebody's at your, you know, hey, Jeff's still in my office, there's a human there. If things go bad, they're going to jump in and help me, or they can provide advice and jump into the experience when needed. Like my bank, I don't go in there very often, but I know everybody that's in there, and they know me. So if something goes sideways, I can walk in there and see somebody that know me by name. I still care about that. I don't think that'll ever go to style, but how I interact with my bank has drastically changed and uh, evolved, and uh, the insurance has been very slow to evolve, but now we're kind of at the tipping point where things are starting to change drastically, which which is good. And there's going to be brokers that adapt and agents and ones that don't. And the ones that don't adapt, I, I kind of I use the analogy and I think State Auto did the same thing. There's a tsunami coming and it's going to wash away all those people that are inferior that don't do it. And you have to evolve your experience to get to higher ground. That's really important. So I, I, I caution agents to make sure that, hey, just don't sit in your laurels and be comfortable. You have to keep working and getting better because your competition, even outside the business, is getting better. So there's a lot of things coming down the pipe to be aware of. So, Jeff, let me say this to the 250,000 insurance agents listening to this podcast right now. Here's what I just heard Jeff say. So first and foremost, people want to buy the way that they want to buy. And as I've said on previous podcasts before, whether you're a millennial or you're in your 40s or you're 60 or you're 80, you have the way that you want to buy. It is imperative 
that we as insurance agents make that process as easy as we possibly can and as seamless as we possibly can. And Jeff Roy is on the tip of the spear from an agency perspective, not a company perspective, but from an agency perspective, leading the way in figuring out how can we make it as easy as we possibly can for people to buy insurance. Now, with that said, and Jeff, I think you're going to agree with me, where the the local insurance agent is always going to be in the picture is when the the call comes in at two o'clock in the morning that your house just burnt down or your kid has to be airlifted from an interstate somewhere to a level one trauma center. Those situations, those tough claim situations where emotions are raw, we don't know what to do, we need our local insurance agent, that is where the tipping point is for us to be involved in that process. And I think that's basically what you just summated yourself earlier. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like you now right in the head, like same thing, like in our area, like same thing, we're local. We donate to probably over 30 charities. We mm-hmm. give back. We're very involved. That's a huge value proposition. Only agents can do, you know, some mm-hmm. of the big companies, and I'm not going to mention anybody and call anybody out. Are they locally in the community is giving back or is the money all funneling into the master office going out to shareholders, not making a difference. So that's a value proposition. And things go sideways. Are you dealing with a call center mm-hmm. where you're dealing with somebody that doesn't know you from India or, you know, offshore? or something like that at your time of need whereas here I know in our office we have account managers assigned to everybody individually Mm -hmm. they build up that rapport and that relationship so they do know you but that person has a bunch of tech at their fingertips Mm -hmm. to text people or whatever they can just connect a different way so just it doesn't it doesn't hurt to increase the ways of doing it you know I know some people I've dealt with in the past they say hey I only deal with you if you send me a fax and uh, they think that's really cool. I, I, I'm actually insulted by that. I'm like, so I have to deal with it your way, mm-hmm. and you won't deal with any other way. So I had one person that was like that. I'm like, I, I stopped dealing with them. I'm like, right. sorry, guys. If you can't adapt to me, why should I drop anything and use a fax machine, which isn't easier for myself? You're going to have your consumers getting into that sooner or later. So I, I'd make sure if, as an agent, you're offering choice and you're learning uh, different technologies to do it in different ways of making it happen. So, well, I think that I posted on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, what does everyone think the difference between customer service and customer experience is? And I got, I think, 100 and something comments and the best one definition wise to me came from actually Sydney Rowe with Agency Nation and she actually did a video on it as well, which is customer Yeah, have you seen that video? I watched it yeah. I watched it about ten times. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's epic. It's, it's the best cool. definition is customer customer service are, is when things go wrong. Customer experience is every little thing along the way. Every time they yeah. deal with your business. And I think, you know, to to segue into, you know, something that I that I think that we've actually referenced on the podcast before, I believe that, that Gary V talked about with the real estate guys, you know, when technology comes into a space, when the disruptors come into a space, it's not the A and B players that get eaten up, it's the C and D players. And to me, the C and D players are the ones that aren't willing to willing to adapt and make that customer experience better. Yeah, no, and one of the things when I speak and I, I did it elevate, I talk about, you know, the experience business. Like when you start looking at yourself not being in the insurance business, but actually being in the experience business, it t- changes everything. One of the key points is, you know, a relationship is a com- the cumulative impact of touch points over time, mm. as you said. So every touch point they have with your business. So they they call the office and answer the phone. We try and answer, hey, it's Excalibur Insurance. How can we make this the best call of your day? 
right off the bat, we're trying to take control of the situation mm. and creating a vibe. Like, you know, how many, and we had a problem in our own organization because some people didn't believe an insurance uh, agency make it the best call of your day. So we had to work through that to make sure everybody says that. So we're mm. trying to do that every time. But y- your staff are either ambassadors or insa- assassins when they, you talk to them. Your technology is either an ambassador or an assassin. You're, you're either getting a thumb up or a thumb down. If they're on their website and you have a slow load time and it takes 11 seconds to load when it should be five seconds, people are bailing. You know, one of the things I say is people have the attention span of a goldfish eight seconds right now. So if you're not fast and doing things quick and things don't work, people have zero tolerance for things that should work automatically. So, so I, I totally agree with you. It's all about touch points. And as agents, we have to make sure that everything works great. We got to be inspecting it and, and trying to make it better because there's some things right now that just aren't good enough. Oh, I agree with that. I, you know, we're in an experience-based economy. And like you just said, it's people want it fast. They want it now. Uh, they want it right. Um, and they want fry, fries with that or they want in, onion rings. Exactly. One, of the, one of the guys, Joey Coleman, I think it was at the conference said, you know, th- once in a while throw in an onion ring, which, you know, mm. you get fries and all of a sudden an onion <laughs> ring throws. Th- That's like the best day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's kind of like you talked about you have 100 days in his, his presentation <laughs> to onboard a client, where most people are onboarding them with one thing, like, you know, sending the policy, mm-hmm. that's our onboarding. You know, I know ourselves, we have about five or six touch points, but they're only over 30 days. So now I have to look at, hey, well, how can I touch my client two more times in the 100-day period? That's something I took away from the seminar, right? Mm-hmm. But again, back to the experience business, what kind of vibe are you sending, you know, in your agency, you know, and every single touch point? And, uh, you know, how are you stress testing that, making sure that it's always that good? You're not competing on price, but experience. You know, if I had to ask you to name three things that that you really feel like up in the up in up in your neck of the woods, up in Ontario, really differentiates your agency from everybody else. Besides the fact that you're at the tip of the spear on the Alexa skill stuff and the technology giving people the most options to be able to get out there and buy insurance from you and make it as easy as possible. What are a couple other ways you're you're differentiating yourself? Yeah, I would say first of all, again, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, price is still important. Sure. Like, our companies need to be in the ballpark. Like, we've right. got situations right now where some of our companies that have direct arms, mm-hmm. and you've got it down. I think Progressive supports the agent, but also tries to cut your eating your lunch yep. with their direct arm. We've got companies in Canada that are twenty percent difference, and uh, a couple of them are losing thirty new apps a month right now because there's a twenty to thirty percent difference in price. So mm-hmm. we need to be within five or ten percent. Sure. And I believe. I believe economically it should be. But some of the things we do differently to answer your question, uh, I feel, first of all, our people, like it's all about culture. We, you know, our Simon Siddink why map is we're the champion of people. What do we do? Uh, we go above and beyond to make people's day. And then, then we're in the insurance business to kind of, uh, or sort of how we do it, we go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Then we're basically in the insurance business like everybody else. So our people, you know, we train them. They're involved in the community giving back and to make sure they're connecting with our clients the best way possible. So I feel that's really important it's still h to h we offer people a choice how they interact uh you know if you go into our website you can do self-service on there there's a number of things you can do and we give people a choice so i think we do a very good job of doing that and uh, i think we've come up with a very good brand as the defenders of honor that sticks out that makes us look different like mm-hmm. we don't look like every other insurance person mm-hmm. where i'm going to save you 35 percent well i'm going to save you 39 percent my mm-hmm. dad's bigger than your dad you know the right, whole mentality. Right. 
I think we're speaking a different language that I think, you know, you, as a marketer, and you guys will know this, you either have the power to attract mm-hmm. or the power to, to offend. Mm-hmm. And if your message does neither one of those, you're stuck in the messy middle mm-hmm. and you become irrelevant. And, you know, basically, and there's a lot of agencies, I think the term they used at uh, State Auto was dead man walking, where, yeah, they've got a good client base, they've done all right, and they've got a name in the industry, but their their website is a glorified brochure from 10 years ago mm-hmm. that doesn't do anything, they haven't kept with the times, and the client that doesn't care about that are dying off, and the new people, the millennials, are starting to say, wow, my, my dad and grandpa like this, but damn, I don't like this, this isn't my thing. Those are things that, uh, you know, people have to look at. So, mm-hmm. so I would say, you know, our experience, you know, in terms of our technology and how we use it with people really help us. And then again, and in terms of innovation, we're not scared to go out and look for new products and work with vendors. And we're starting to get a decent name on both sides of the border that we, we just don't sit around and wait for companies to come out with stuff. We'll actually say, hey, guys, let's work on stuff. You know, let's figure out some you – know, I'm trying to work on a smart home product right now with a company that I'm excited about that I'm helping helping them with because we need to give Internet of Thing products and different choices of what people can buy, and uh, we're pushing our markets to have different products. So think of your agency as an amusement park, and you control it, and you pick the rides that go in that amusement park. So the rides being the companies you pick, the products you let into there, and then the technology and vendors you use, which are like you know, and your people which are like the people that run the park, that's all comes together to provide your experience. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of agents right now selling that out, going, I'll let the insurance company look after it with their call center and their website. Well, if you're a small agent and you have no choice economically and you're trying to scale, totally support that. But mm-hmm. why would you give that experience over to the company, Let get on their mobile app, use their call center? That's your chance to actually c- control what goes on. I see a lot of people selling that out because they think I'm saving money and the company's helping me. I don't, In my opinion, I don't think that's helping. That's not what I would ever do, but I do support people that use that. But why would you give up your experience? You're actually, you're in their amusement park if you're letting them do everything and that's that's one thing i challenge agents to think about that and just be aware of it and uh you know there's a lot of people that go oh that mobile ops free i'm just going to push it out well that mobile app all of a sudden becomes 35 touch points by the insurance company directly that you as the agent aren't really a part of and they're getting all the data they're controlling everything and you're quickly out of the equation so i think just people need to be aware what's really going on like we're in a war of distribution right now i feel and there's some insure techs trying to come in. You have some companies that are playing both sides of the fence, but you just need to be aware of what's really going on so you can pick your partners wisely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's some people that are really trying to help the agents like Safeco. It's funny, I don't even know Safeco. I don't have them in Canada, but I've met them so many times, and I wish they were in Canada. <laughs> They're doing so many great things. And I'm sure there's a pile of other companies that are doing great things. But there's some other companies that just don't seem to be helping the agents get to that next level. And we're lucky in Canada, we have a few companies that are doing that. Well, let's just call a spade a spade. 99% of carriers, if they could get rid of us, would. Yeah, you think is that high? That's scary. Like, it's, I think are, are, we, I are think, we a necessary evil or are we a business partner, guys? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're a business partner, but I think if they could, and obviously they can't, but if they could with no uh, negative PR, no repercussions whatsoever, they would. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like some, some of the companies, I, I think they're hedging their bet right now. 
And uh, we have there's the problem with some agents aren't actually adding value. They're mailing out a renewal, doing nothing, mm-hmm. and that's where it's tough. They're going, you know, they're not, you know, and that, those ones are starting to hurt a bit because they're not growing at double digits right now. Mm-hmm. Is and then things aren't quite as well. But I agree. And then you be throwing blockchain right now. The big, you know, everybody likes to throw. Right. You, know, you want to throw both, you throw the word blockchain, AI, machine learning, and uh, pivot. You sound like a really high tech person, right? So that seems to be in every conversation. But but if you look at if you look at blockchain right now, like the question for blockchain. Can you cut the company out of the blockchain and go directly to a reinsurer? That's an example. Or does the company cut the broker out and go directly to the consumer? Or does somebody like Lemonade or somebody come in and cut everybody out? And there's kind of negatives of all, right? Like if I cut the broker out, how does the consumer know they're getting the best deal because they have nobody watching their back? Mm-hmm. If I cut the company out, who's going to pick up the long tail of the liability? And if you cut both the agent and the company out, how do you know the, the customers aren't going to screw each other, right? That's kind of the, the three debates. So I, I don't know. I don't know enough about blockchain. I'm researching it right now. I know that I'll be using it at some point, probably in one to three years in some shape or form, but those are things that I'm researching right now because I want to make sure I'm educated and as a leader, I have to be forward-looking and looking at what can affect my business and start thinking about it way upstream before things hit me. You know, before I get, I always say get blockbustered. You know, well, I always right. Right. Well, I, talk, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an insurance agent, uh, agency owner, and, and he knows who he is and he's a big listener to the podcast. And uh, he, he asked me, said, man, why did you start this podcast? So what do you mean? He said, well, it's, it's basically helping your competition. And, and I went full-scale Chris Paradiso uh, and said, nice. you, you and I are not competitors, you and I need to stick together. We're competing against InsureTech. We're competing against the big boys who are trying to put us out of business. The agents need to stick together, whether you're IA, captive, exclusive, principal. You only do programs. You only do commercial. You only do personal. You do health insurance. The agents need to stick together to some degree. Yeah, no. A rising tide floats all boat, and Chris Paradis is a good friend of mine. He's really he's out talking to different agents, helping them. Like, and that's what I like about uh, IAOA and uh, the Agency Nation. Like Ryan Hanley and those guys are out finding the best agents or people doing cool stuff, sharing their stories, and through the stories and us hearing people doing something cool, it motivates us all and gives us hope. We come together, and uh, you know we're better together, and we can take anybody on if we're united. And I'm seeing agents get more united and help and share more than any other time in history because we're being forced to. Like the insure techs and those guys that want to take our distribution are forcing us to come together, which is a very good thing. Like we're collaborating at a level that I haven't seen in my entire life. And maybe you've seen it before, but I'm seeing a lot of really good packets of good things happening where people are trying to help each other and they're trying to come build solutions together. Like, the, you know, the example I had with our Alexa, we I have an insurance company, Walmart Issa. I went to them and I said, I need some money. And uh, three guys said no problem within five minutes and they invested $12,000 my chatbot guy invested his time. I invested some time. Five weeks later, we got a product. And that's an example of agents working with InsureTech you know, uh, to make better for everybody. And this product will be available to everybody over a period of time, which is very positive. So there's the, the good InsureTechs and the bad InsureTechs. And uh, it's interesting because a lot of the InsureTechs haven't made a lot of money yet. And uh, Lemonade's uh, underwriting profit isn't exactly stellar right now, but they're doing some really cool things. And I admire some things they're doing from a tech perspective. So mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see how this all shakes out in the future. Jeff, I'm going to throw a name out there to you. You ready for a name? Sure, go ahead. Una Roy. Do you know who that person ah, is? I do. My, my partner, my ultimate partner, I, it's funny, Michael McLean. I'm not sure if you ever had a conversation with him. He used to run a coaching program in Canada, and uh, he, he coached people on both sides of the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we were kind of the husband and wife. Uh, he always said, well, husband and wife agency team, right? So so, so tell, me, tell me just a little bit, just a, just a snapshot. What is it like on a day-to-day basis going in the office 
working with your spouse, going home, you know, at night together. You know, you don't see a ton of that. You see a little bit of it, especially in larger agencies where I know a few yep. massive agents that, that have uh, a partner spouse that, that work with them. T- tell us what that's like. So we've got a, a special relationship, so it works very well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we've been doing it for a number of years, I think 18 or 19 years now. So uh, she's, we're so both so busy Sometimes we don't really talk that much during the day. Her office mm-hmm. is beside mine, and she jokingly has to text me at times, which is not a joke. Right. It's actually the truth because there's just so much going on, and mm-hmm. we have different responsibilities at the agency we have to do. Mm-hmm. The good thing is we get to go away together, like to, to learn together. And when I started taking her to mastermind sessions and education, it's amazing because we can divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. We can meet to go to different seminars, bring back different things. And uh, she's got a completely different focus. She's really focused on the people and uh, working with her team and getting the HR stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, working on that and the operation stuff where I'm more of the tech marketing, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So it works out very well because we have different skill sets and we have different unique advantages. So it's kind of like a, a duo, a partnership. We you know we have uh, four people on our management team, but she's a key person looking after personal lines operations and uh, she's been doing some great work. Uh, she's been working with Kelly Donahue team. I don't know if you know Kelly. Have you ever interviewed Kelly Donahue? We did. Episode 11, Kelly Donahue. Yeah, oh, nice. nice. I, I, I just got, I have to get back and I'd listen to all your episodes. So uh, I, I, I've heard of you guys. I just haven't listened to your podcast. So now I'm going to have to listen to them when I'm driving to meetings and get caught up. But uh, <laughs> Kelly, put, Kelly put Scott in a headlock one time. Oh really? Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I, she could, and you know what? Kelly can do that. So, but yeah. she's uh, she's good. We brought her in because we had a, a project we worked on, and we could never get over the couple hurdles. And just that third person coming in with a different perspective that's seen a hundred agencies do stuff, mm-hmm. just to get through some of the things that you know that we ran into made all the difference in the world. And so she's not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, no, and I don't want your quote. Like yeah. I said, I looked for the best people, and I'm like, you know, we have some stuff on our sales management that we're trying to improve. So I'm going to bring her partner David in in September. I'm not, you'll notice, I'm not scared. I'm, if I don't, I'm not happy with the results. I'll look for the best people and bring them in, and I'm not scared to invest. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, one of the one of the stories I was telling the guys in, in Elevate is Michael McLean. I'd never been away to his mastermind session, and I think it was three or four thousand dollars for two days. And I hummed and hawed, wow, it's a lot of money. Maybe I, sh-, you know, I'm not sure if I. I should, but you know, I'm a hockey goaltender and love hockey. He had Claude Julian, the coach of the Boston Bruins, uh, coming in to meet with us for 22 hours, uh, 15 agents. And I'm like, I can't pass that up. And I went there and it changed my life. I, I met some of the best people doing some great things. Uh, I picked up 20 or 30 different ideas. And that was back in 2011. And that's when we started really changing our agency. Uh, so I, I, I motivate all the people on the podcast. Make sure you pick the five or six people you hang out with most wisely because those have the biggest influence in how you think and act. And uh, I was reading a book, and I think uh, it was Lennon and McCarthy. Uh, Lennon liked McCarthy because he could play a lot better than he could. So that's why you want to be around somebody that would push him. And McCarthy <laughs> like Lennon because he had a lot more charisma. So it's funny. You get people around you that have skills that you want, and over time, you start picking those up. So choose wisely. That's one thing. You know, you surround yourself with great people that are motivating and positive because mm-hmm. this business is hard and I'll beat you up if you don't have, on the good days, if you don't have great people. And uh, great people can help you solve problems because there really isn't, you know, at the end of the day, there's not really any new problems. You just have new, old things happening to new people. And that's mm-hmm. really what happens. And that's where the experience comes in. Well, man, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Guys, 
You know, one thing Jeff said, and I read this yesterday, but the Chinese say this, when the winds of change blow, some build walls and some build windmills. And as insurance agents, to you guys out there listening to the podcast today, you better be figuring out a damn way to build build a windmill because we are in the fastest changing time in this insurance industry business, the fastest changing time that I've seen since I've been in it. If you're not Jeff Roy, who is at the tip of the spear on the technology side, on the other end of the spectrum, you better you better not be on the other end of that. You need to be working and figuring out how to make it easy for people to buy. And knowing that different people want different things depending on their age, their background, where they live, those types of things. But you better have it all figured out and better have the best way to, to let them buy insurance and make it easy for them to buy insurance. And Jeff, I just want to tell you, I really want to have you come on again because I have about 10,000 other questions that I want to ask you that I can't ask in an hour. But um, hey, promise- Guys, I'd be happy any anytime. I'd love, love to reconnect. Okay. Uh, Scott, Scott and Bradley, it's been awesome. I love what you're doing. Great questions. And again, I like to geek out and talk about insurance like everybody else. And more importantly, I like to help people any way I can. I appreciate that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Guys, insurance agents around the world, remember, people times process times technology times brand times solution equals customer experience 3.0 by Jeff Roy. You need to get your ass out there and go sell insurance for your family and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Do not let yourself sit in the office and aggressively wait on the phone to ring. Don't do it. Go write good business. And we will see you back next time on the Insurance Guys Podcast. Bradley Cloud. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys Podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.